Just when you think it couldn't get any easier, the folks at The Grainfather have come up with the G40, now available in the U.S., more volume, 40 liters, up to 10 gallons, Wi-Fi connectivity, and a sight glass. All the bells and whistles of the original all-in-one, but ready for more brewing. Grainfather continues to offer quality, state-of-the-art homebrew equipment and impeccable customer service for the 21st century home brewer. The Grainfather community app with recipe building software helps you bring your vision to life all from the comfort of your mobile device. Check them out at grainfather.com. Brewed Up is grateful for the sponsorship from Premier Malt Group. Premier Malt Group is a family-owned exclusive distributor of Alberta Malt Barley from Origin Malting and Brewing and Family Ventures. Alberta Malt Barley is recognized as the world's best barley for craft brewers and provides full traceability to the exact field where they grow it. Order by the 55-pound bag or pallet by phone or email. Find the contact info in our show notes. Thank you for streaming this little homebrew podcast. Brewed Up chronicles the fermentation highs and lows of Tyler Sadler of the Valley and Lori Ann Gutierrez of South Central LA. We also discuss breweries, cats, tacos, other adult bevs, and and whatever whatever else comes to mind. This show is available to listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor.fm, and wherever else you like to listen. Now, here's the show. Hello to our multi-listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in to another Kraken episode. A brewed up. Get it? Cracking? Cracking? Because you're cracking the grain. <laughs> I wrote that. I'm very proud of that. All right. Today we have a very special guest, Martin Chihusky, owner nice. of Premier Malt Group. Martin, welcome to our podcast. Oh, uh, thank you so much, Lori and Tyler. I'm stoked to be uh, sharing my time with you and looking forward to our conversation. The voice, though, it's just you're so radio ready. (laughs) Well, maybe this will be the springboard for my my next uh, iteration of myself. Hell yes. Yes. We'll be on your podcast a year from now. It'd be great. (laughs) Let's not wait a year for that. Maybe we'll do it sooner. Podcast. The time is now. Everyone's got a freaking podcast. So. So Martin, we met Martin through our club as we meet a lot of our awesome guests through SoCal Cerveceros. Um, Like we said, he's the owner of Premier Malt Group. Premier Malt Group is a part of a malting company. We can, I guess I'm going to maybe ask you to kind of describe what that kind of, uh, I guess, level is, but it's part of Origin Malting Co. from what I understand. Um, However, you've got your own kind of like sister company. Actually, maybe that's where we start. Do you want to um, kind of explain uh, the story of Premier Malting and, and how those are connected? 
Yeah. Um, so as many things in my life do, it all started on a golf course and I won't bore you with the four hour round that we had, but um, four. yeah, four, five, six, seven. I, uh, I actually was uh, playing golf at one of the local clubs here in um, Redlands area and met the farmers who were responsible for growing the barley for Origin Malting Company. And uh, long story short, um, we um, hit it off. And um, because of my background in beverage distribution over many, many years, um, we, we kind of felt like we had some a connection that we might want to pursue. And so we, um, we kind of set out on a, on a discovery journey together. I flew up to Alberta a couple years ago and um, sat down with the entire family from the farmers all the way through the, the malting company oh, wow. and um, spent about three days with them on the farm and in the malting house learning about malt. And the last night we were there, I'd like to tell the story that um, it felt like I was in a, I was in an episode of Goodfellas because, you know, this is a, a fifth generation farming family and a first generation malting house. And, you know, they're very proud and very protective of their brand and their um, efforts. And so I was, peppered and sitting next to um, the father and the, and the son-in-law and the matriarch, uh, Lynn, the mother, and then was just getting hammered by all the brothers and all the uncles that are participate on the farming side about what my intentions were and whether we felt it was a good, a good thing for both sides. So it was, you know, I'm very fond of that story because, you know, I think that, um, it really speaks to people's um, genuine um, feeling about what they're doing. And, um, you know, luckily it turned out well for us and we were able to put together the relationship. So that relationship um, is um, Hilton, Hilton Ventures is the farming group, fifth generation farmers. They've been doing, they've been at uh, the farming industry up in Canada since 1910. And then the Origin Malting and Brewing is the malting arm. They also have a brewery where they brew beer with their malt, naturally. Mm -hmm. They started in, uh, I believe, 19 uh, or 2019. And I am the um, sole distributor with the, the entire United States as my territory. Mm, very so good. I have exclusive rights to distribution um, in the 50 U.S states oh holy shit no pressure no pressure <laughs> yeah not at all <laughs> not at all so you know I, for me it's always been um i've always been willing to take risk and to um to you know push the envelope um with my what i believe are my talents in sales and marketing and distribution and so um this just seemed to come together. You know, I'm a big believer in fate and I'm a big believer in, um, in just things coming together because they were meant to come together and, uh, and meant to be. And so much like this podcast, I feel, um, is very timely as well. So 
Um, I try not to resist those types of things that present themselves through the universe. And I just um, decided I would pursue this because it was a very unique opportunity for a number of reasons, right? Wow. I love that. Like when it, when it happens, it happens. Right. And, and you need to embrace, you need to embrace the unknown. Um, That's the only way that you really do um, find out not only what you're made of, but, but really learn things that otherwise you would not have put yourself into. And some will succeed and some will fail, but you have to not be afraid of either one of those. And so I think a lot of people are more afraid of their success than they are their failures. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I, I can't believe I forgot to say, um, sorry, Martin, but premier malt group is actually one of our brewed up sponsors. Obviously we run your ad before every episode. So thank you. Um, we appreciate all of our sponsors. That's amazing. Um, so you got into the malting game. Was that something that you were into or had kind of like an, a little bit of an interest in before you started this endeavor, this venture? Well, I've always been a big fan of beer and really good beer and, um, and different types of beer. So um, whereas I wasn't really thinking about getting in the, the malt business uh, per se, I was very intrigued by the process. And, you know, over, over a round of golf where you're spending four or five hours with somebody who knows a lot about, you know, what they, they do, you, you, you tend to, if you're a good listener, especially, you really do learn um, a lot about what's going on. And, um, and that really did pique my interest. And knowing that, you know, obviously from an entrepreneurial standpoint, knowing that you know, here in Southern California, especially, we're in the epicenter of craft beer mm-hmm. and, and craft beverages, whether it be um, sours or, or, or wine or, or beer, you know, um, it just seemed to be, as I had mentioned before, it just seemed to be almost like serendipitous, you know, that I fall into that with, with now who I know to be some of the best um farmers of barley and the malters of barley in the entire world. So, um, you know, I was born on St. Patrick's day and, um, happy almost birthday. Happy almost, thank you very much. But, um, you know, I do believe that there's, um, there's just a lot to, to luck and to fate and to, you know, uh, as I said before, embracing the unknown and, and kind of seeing where it takes you. Martin, I'm curious, we have a lot of listeners who are maybe not necessarily homebrewers. Uh, we have a lot of like craft beer listeners too. And we, we like to think that our podcast where people can kind of learn little things, a lot of people don't know exactly what malt is. Can you kind of walk us through, um, you know, the field to what you're uh, clients are getting, what's that process like? I mean, it just, I mean, I know it, I know there's a lot to it or that, and there's a lot of variations on it, but I hope you can generalize. Pretend we're out on the golf course. Yeah. Like the basics. What are yeah, the basics? Probably like the basics. in mini golf. Yeah. Just like mm. so <laughs> people love you- talking about <laughs> malting when they're like hitting golf balls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, uh, the process is you throw some seed in the ground, you water it, it grows. Okay. You, that seed, you throw it into an oven, you, you, you get it to a certain uh, point of germination. Um, once that germination um, takes place, you're, you're, you're almost tricking the seed into believing that it's going to become a plant, and then you halt the growth process. And, and within, the, within that seed, um, in the germination process, it produces the enzymes and the, and the different components that you need in order to, uh, to get the sugars into your yeast so that you can um, get the fermentation going and create alcohol. And, you know, the quality of the grain is really what's important. And knowing that um, when you have a high quality of grain, your, your efficiency or the amount of sugar that you can get out of each piece of grain um, only raises your ability to create more and more alcohol. And uh, with less, um, you probably know this better in the brewing process than I do, um, less off flavors. And also you, ju you just get more out of each piece of grain. Um, I'm not, I'm not as, um, in depth on, as I should probably be on the brewing process. And so I'm going to let you all kind of round that out, that out. But, um, uh, let me just share this about why I, I believe in the product that we have access to, you know, the, the family up in Alberta that grows the grain, as I said, is a fifth generation, um, family, which means they've, you know, they've been through the ups and downs of, of the climate in Alberta, which is some of the best climate in the world for growing grain. And also um, the way that they farm, they farm in, in a very uh, forward thinking way in, in, in terms of both their carbon footprint, which is a negative footprint. So they actually um, don't really have any carbon that they're putting out because of the way that they're farming the field. They actually mm -hmm. trap the CO2 into, into the soil. And what happens is that enriches the soil over, over the dormant period. So when they go back in to do their seeding in, eight, in spring, they have very rich soil that they don't have to put um, as much fertilizer or chemical in uh, for, or herbicide or um, um, fungicide or anything so that they're getting a much more natural product. Would and you then, say organic? Yeah. Which is that like a common the, practice or is that what's sort of setting this apart from other? That's really what's setting it apart. They, um, I would not call it organic. Organic is a very, very, as you know, very specific way of growing with, mm -hmm. without any uh, chemicals to fight off bugs. They're not there. Um, but they certainly are using less than, than the, the, the average farming operation. And like, so uh, just to, to throw it out there, Lori and I both, and a lot of SCC members have actually uh, used your malt. A lot of us love your malt. There's, I don't know, I feel like there's a, a noticeable difference um, in the final product in the beer. I mean, I'm just going to throw this out there. I made a beer that won a first place gold, you know, award wow. with your malt. And 
And that was good. That was going to be the story I was going to say about this beer because this is the coffee porter. However, I brewed it and then I kind of like fucked the batch. No, actually the yeast. I'm going to blame it on the yeast. That yeast messed it up. I was making it for my sister. (laughs) I had to rebrew it very quickly. I didn't think I was going to be able to get malt from you in time. And so I had to like replace it. It's definitely not the same. It's still good. But like, I'm definitely going to be hitting you up for that Chinook <sighs> Pale again. You know, I, it, it's quite all right. I get it. Um, the fact that you. I was it. devastated. I was devastated. I was like, this is not the best it could be, you know. <laughs> well, you know, I, the grain is certainly, in my opinion, you know, and somewhat, um, you know, I somewhat have favoritism toward the quality of the grain and and in, in terms of what that creates for a finished product. But. It certainly has to do with also the brewer, um, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some love right back at you. I know that you when we first met, um, my impression was that you were just getting your feet wet in in the brewing game, and then um, you know fast forward to you know today we're having this podcast, and I see all of your posts, and I and you were like becoming a master brewer. In I've fact, lost we it. participate in your awards, you know, yes, yes. Is, is off the chain. I've gone crazy. I've gone off the deep end. So just pray for me, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but Lori um, too, Lori's used, right? What do you drink? I am squeeze me drinking a gold winning beer. What? Uh, graph that I made with your malt for our internal competition for. And what malt was that that you used? Pills, Tyler remembers. Pills in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used the, oh, for the SEC competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the, the Pilsner malt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the Pills, the Pills is very popular. It's a very clean malt. It, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it doesn't interfere with whatever else that your flavor profile you're trying to get out of your beer, but it really is a very good backbone for, certainly for, you know, for your yeast to, to go crazy on, but it's got its own flavor the uh, profile and I really do like the color that it puts off. Oh, I like it too. I made a graph which is half apple juice and half malt and I used a saison yeast and it's the colors it's perfect. I love it. Gracias. And not not to keep tooting our horn but that same SEC competition mm-hmm. uh, I won a gold on my Belgian blonde that I made with mm-hmm. your Pilsner malt. So Oh, just wow. saying, I mean, if it, y'all it need more any more, <laughs> <laughs> if y'all need any more, like just it's award-winning mouth. So you know, it's award-winning yeah, mouth. It yeah. just well, I, you know, let me you know let me just shout out to Origin Malting and Brewing because they've won several several awards up in Alberta where they're very serious about their their um, competitions as well. You can imagine um, trying to compete up in Alberta with a you know, the folks who, who are that close to the source of, of grain. And uh, I mean, we, we do believe that we have the best malt uh, on the market. It, it certainly is not the cheapest, but, you know, that is, that's also, I think, um, credit to um, the value that you get out of the malt because through efficiency, and you can correct me on this or check me on this if I'm, you know, if I'm talking too much shit, but you know, you don't have to use as much malt when you use our malt because of the efficiencies that you're getting out of it. You can't afford not to. 
Yeah, I feel like it's it's <laughs> anything craft, right? Anything craft, artisanal. You're gonna mm-hmm. spend a little bit more money on it, but the the benefit of those extra dollars spent is a much more enjoyable product in the end. So I feel like I for a lot of home brewers, breweries, it's just worth it to them to put out their best product. You know, some may or may not care, but I don't know. I've noticed noticeable, uh, just like, you know, I guess the difference in the beer is, is noticeable for sure. Well, and you know, the, 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 the point I want to drive home just in terms of why origin, you know, so my little five second commercial is that it's a single source malt. It comes directly from, from the same, um, the same ground, irregardless of the, of the type of malt that you're using, whether it's the Pils or the Chinook or the Vienna, it's coming from that source. It's not blended like your macro, your macro producers are doing, um, your RARs, they're, they're blending their malts and, or they're blending their seed. And so they go out, they go out to a co-op and what they do, frankly, is they take some old seed, they take some new seed. Mm-mm. It takes a middle of the road seat. Now I know this because uh, ironically, um, the the malter and the head farmer for Origin and Hilton came down on vacation a week ago and we spent some time sharing some beer and, and having a chat about the future of the malt in- industry. And um, Kyle, uh, the owner of Origin, used to work at uh, the malt house Ferrar. And he was he was in the purchasing group who bought who bought the barley to, for malting, and and he shared with me that some his directives were to find some of the, the best and some of the worst and blend them together so that you get this baseline um, in terms of you know what they could put out to market. What's coming down What's coming down the pike though for the malt industry is that. Um, as you know, climate change is a real thing, mm-hmm. and it is affecting the yields that 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 the farms are having in their in, in their barley um, yield um, output, and um, and the futures market um, over the last couple of years have have kind of missed the number, missed the mark on um, on yields, and so that's going to affect the price of malt here going forward. Luckily. Um, Hilton always holds back a certain allotment of, of barley um, for origin. And so we've got, um, we've got a very good supply of extremely high quality barley that we'll be malting. And origin is looking to expand their malting house um, to be able to do some larger volume uh, trade. So um, that's kind of what's, what's coming down the, the road. Interesting. It's very interesting. I yeah, think the blending of the seeds. Yeah. That's a new one. Yeah, I know that people blend beers and stuff, but like blend the seeds. It's well, kind of like you, it's kind of like when you see the uh single uh is it the same? I don't know, single malt whiskey, or I don't know, maybe I'm it is. going off. Okay. But is you it, know, um the macro brewers, okay. you know, the Budweiser's of course of the world, they put a lot of um other things in their beer in order to keep the cost down so that they can, you know, they can sell a lot of volume. And they don't really, you know, 
the sugars that they're that they're fermenting, um, they're not looking for high efficiency. They're looking for the lowest cost, and that's yeah. that truly does separate. You know, forget about calling it macro versus micro. It really does separate beer, just general beer, from craft beer. And I think we've kind of lost our way in terms of what craft really is, what it what it really represents, yes. versus you know what it should be. Yeah. Versus what people are trying to get away with. Exactly. Versus hype shit. (laughs) (laughs) Versus not beer. You know what? Like I, you know, for the past couple months have been hitting up several, you know, craft beer stores and man, it's like the, the selection is, you're right, Martin. Like you just like what you just said kind of like clicks something in my head. It's like we're we're kind of getting away from like what is craft beer right now? It's it's all over the fucking place. Like there is people that really appreciate real craft and there's, you know, I I'm never going to judge anyone who likes to drink like drink whatever the fuck you want to drink, right? However, if you're going to have like a craft beer store and like your shelves are just full of slushies and neon cans and fruit and gummy worms it's like i don't know you know whatever drink whatever you want but like call it what it is you know (laughs) well and and let's let's be honest i mean let's go a little bit deeper um you know the hoppier the beer doesn't mean that it's good beer Uh, we know that (laughs) we are malt lovers we we blew the lid off that whole hop game <laughs> early on. Yeah. IPA right, drinkers if you, if, don't listen to our podcast. Yeah, make an IPA for the masses to drink. It doesn't matter what your grains taste like, and that's a, a way to do it. But there's, I think, like especially given most a lot of the like the brewers that we interview, people love a good glass of beer that tastes like malted barley, and I think it's. We're, we're getting on the uptick so yeah lagers is making a comeback for sure yeah you know? definitely i think people are t- tired of, of drinking five different ipas and and really not noticing any difference other than the type of <laughs> the type of pine cone they, they're tasting so yeah you know, if you really want to look i i i'm older i grew up when sierra nevada was the only thing in town and it was true Sierra Nevada, not, you know, not how they've hopped out some of their stuff lately. So, you know, that was craft beer. And I think craft really speaks to more to the brewer's ability to get the most out of the ingredients that they're using to give mm. you the deeper flavor and color um, of, of the malt of, of whatever else they're adding in um, to, to give a, you know, something that's a unique flavor and 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 allowing the the drinker to kind of discover some new things about their own palate you don't discover anything when you throw you know so much so many hops into into beer that you know you're not tasting anything other than hops yeah (laughs) yes and you can't taste anything after that so (laughs) and it takes you two hours to drink it 
And people think we hate hops on this podcast. That is not the case. No, like we hops, love beer. Yes. Hops are in every beer that we drink, mm-hmm. but there is a, there's a, a balance. There's a, a specific kind of hop that, you know, is married to the malt that makes it pop and, um, you know, whatever preference, but like, we don't hate hops on this podcast. That's not- <laughs> no, and I don't hate hops myself. I mean, no. but I, I, I look at a beer as if it should be like, um, you know, like a, 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 a full five course meal. You, mm-hmm. you need to, the skill goes into blending the different flavors together so that you get a little bit from everybody, not mm-hmm. one coming over the top of the other. I mean, look, I, I was just in Colorado last night and, uh, what? <laughs> one of my, yeah, oh, one of my shit. favorite beers of all time is Banquet. Oh, and and, and Kurt, now Bank Rockies. Yeah, and, and you know I'm sitting in a I'm sitting in a bar that's got a gazillion tap panels and the and the the bartender was asking me so what kind of beer do you like I said I'll have Banquet she said Banquet I said I'm in Colorado <laughs> Banquet doesn't get fresher than that. Is that where they brew that? I, I yeah, had no idea. Colorado, Colorado Springs. I'm just going to say I had a really bad night with Coors Banquet. I haven't drank it since, but like maybe I'll get back on that, that train. <laughs> <laughs> We've My all had dad a bad was night like <laughs> a big Coors drinker and he, they changed to the, a different bottle and he said, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> the shorty, the shorty bottle. He's like, I can't do that little short Canceled them. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> No, he's a Miller guy now. God, oh. cancel culture. I was, culture. Oh, I was a Newcastle guy until Lagunitas hopped it out. Ooh, yum. And an old nut nuki. Mm. Tastes right now. One of, my, one of my kids was conceived because of Newcastle. Ooh. All right. The more we'll you know. After hours. <laughs> no, I heard they changed that uh that recipe and a bunch of people got mad, right? They did. Thing? Oh yeah. It's like an IPA right. now. Mm, yeah pass pass so malt the soul of beer i've heard you say that plenty Ooh, of times i love that saying mm-hmm. right right um so okay so i guess we kind of touched on this but the market maybe generalize or give us a, a a general outlook or general i guess overview of like the the malted barley market okay obviously we have our our big guys raw great western whatever there's a few craft malt companies like admiral. Uh, exactly admiral was just, on admiral just, just up north <laughs> what um <laughs> and, <was> that? <laughs> <I don't, laughs> um how are you guys how are you guys um kind of surviving in this this market and what are you guys doing to you know push yourselves into I guess craft breweries I'm assuming macro breweries aren't super interested in like low craft maltzer companies but I don't know maybe I'm wrong um you know it um when I first got into this I'll admit that I was extremely naive about you know what I was getting myself into and what what kind of acceptance that we would get coming out of Canada and, um, and having a single origin malt, craft malt. Um, 
And, you know, maybe it was timing, maybe it was that um, I didn't know enough to better position um, origin, but, you know, we came in at a time when West Coast uh, IPAs and hazies and all that were just, and, and still to an extent are dominating the market. You know, we're thankful that lager and, and clear beer is now starting to find, refine its footing clear beer um and so um you know what we're doing is we're i what i'm doing at premier is um i've taken a step back as many of you know we our presence on instagram kind of took a back seat we're working on some things and then i went through a couple of personal um experiences over uh 2021 including COVID, that um that really had me unplug from doing much more than what I do, you know, every day for a living um, and trying to just take care of my health. So um, that gave me a lot of time to reflect on what I wanted to do with the brand going forward. And so um, we've been fortunate enough to, um, to get calls from the folks over at Lahara Brewing, Derek and his dad over there who are putting their brewery together. Nice. Derek loves our malt. He's brewed multiple times with our malt. He's got our malt sitting in his tanks right now for his grand oh. opening. And um, because of one of the experiences that I went through with my um, with my prostate, we're we're thinking more along the lines of doing more collaborations hmm. and and trying to use my experience with uh, with my health to 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 enlighten people to um to some of the things that i experienced um but use craft beer and the collabs that we're going to do or or, or intend to do um, as the vehicle to educate people and so you know derek derek's on board with it um and so i wanted to give him a little more runway with getting his brewery up and running before i you know hit him over the head with well, th this is what we want to do. And, um, you know, this is how much time we're going to need. But I really think that, um, you know, you've probably heard me say this a, a, a thousand times. All I need to do is get the malt in the tank. Once a brewery gets our malt in their tank, I, you know. They get um, it. <laughs> they get it. And certainly there's a learning curve because your, your, your grind has to be a certain, you know, has to be a certain way if you're used to grinding these blended malts then you're feeling like you have to grind it you know almost to a pulp whereas with with origin you really just need to crack it once you crack it just let the let the water take over and 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 wow. and the magic will happen and so you know um not to get off on a tangent but i, I really do think that um we're going to be Selective is not a good term because I don't want to come off as a, a fucking snob, but, um, you know, we're, we're going to be more um, particular about what, what kind of projects we get involved with. There's a lot of really great brewers out there. A lot of them are smaller, and that's who we really want to focus on. Um, I'm also putting together a program for um, new breweries who are just getting started. Um, would love to partner with some uh, women-owned breweries um, and trying to help them get started through 
a, uh, a, a billing program where they're not getting killed paying up front for our malt um, and, and taking their cash flow, um, you know, with it. So mm. we have a couple of ideas. Um, I'm, I'm doing it with Derek um, because I love Derek and also he's kind of helping me pilot this, this process. And then um, once we prove the concept, then we'll, you know, we'll start reaching out to more people. And, and look, it's, it's no secret. Um, you know, every day that we don't move, you know, malt, it, it costs us money. But, mm -hmm. um, but I'm not, I never came into this thinking that I was going to um, be king of the world doing it. It was more of a, um, it was, it, it's just been more of a, let's see how we can help people make really good beer and, uh, and have fun in the process. Ooh, goals. Love it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Good goals. Tell us about the, the cost of the malt and the relevance to the finished product. If you don't mind. Hat change, outfit change. <laughs> no, you have me sweating now. Uh -oh. um, well, it's, 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 Think of it, let me use an analogy. Um, if you go to, I don't want to offend anybody, so I'll try to be careful, but if you go and buy, if you buy shoes, It don't matter, you don't mind. My grandfather used to say, you can tell them by their shoes. My grandfather was a Superior Court judge in Ohio. <laughs> Is that like the memes where they're like, they they show the lawyers with like the fucked up shoes. You're like, yeah, you're, they they're not going to win for you. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> I don't even know why I made that reference, but I, you know, so I, I look at it this way. You can buy a cheap pair of shoes and you can walk around in them. You can go 10 miles in them. And at the end of 10 miles, your feet are going to hurt. The shoes are going to break it, break down. You have to go buy another pair of shoes. You can go buy a good pair of shoes that cost you twice as much, or maybe even not at twice as much, maybe it's an incremental increase of, maybe it's 30% more, mm. but you can walk 30 miles in them. Mm -hmm. Your feet don't hurt after 30 miles. This, you can get another 20 mile or 30 miles out of those shoes. What pair of shoes are you gonna buy? God, I'm so that person that it goes you, to fucking Target and buy shoes. I know, Fuck. you could use this same <laughs> metaphor, but with like, with bras. It, yes that's true bras you know? yeah. i'll take your word for Just it put it put that in your pocket martin you don't wear bras with whatever butter. not anymore <laughs> I've, I've evolved but um, no we we get it like no you, yeah you put in the extra dollar for that thing that's going to you know the quality the quality, quality right. over quantity the better experience the longer experience good stuff and so I would challenge whether you're a home brewer or a mid-level brewer or a macro brewer. Are you are you brewing? Are, are you in it to brew good beer, or are you just in it to brew beer? I mean, what that, what what's your what's your get? What do you do? No, that is a valid question across mm -hmm. all craft breweries, and and there's there's ants there's breweries that will say one or the other, and like fine, you know, it is what it is but you're going to cater to you're trying to you're trying to like your accounts that you're trying to go for is the ones who are trying to make better beer make really good beer 
I'm, I'm really I'm really focused on brewers that are um, that are minorities, whether they be irregardless of their gender. Um, I'm, I'm really focused on brewers who um, who who can can share with me um, the passion for putting out the best tasting product that they possibly can. And, you know, again, that doesn't, that means that we may miss out on, you know, some big numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe that at the end of the day, the longevity of Premier Malt Group will be because the brewers that, that do embrace our way of thinking um, and whether we collab with them or, or they just want to brew the best beer that they possibly can, you know, I think that's where our longevity will come from. And I'm okay with that. So I, I had no idea you were the, like the United States, like distributor for Origin Malting Co. So can and you the tell? Only, the only African-American distributor of malt, malt and barley in the country. Boom. Wow. Amazing. Now, I never made a big deal out of that, but. That's my huge. Friends, my friends at War Cloud and, and my friend Ricky Rivera and other members of SoCal Serviceros have always brought that to my attention and That's thought incredible. that I should do more with that. And I, you know, I, I'm starting to get it now, you know, I, but, you know, I, you know, I, I always have had somewhat of a discomfort with trying to leverage race in order to sell something. Mm-hmm. I, I would much prefer it to be more organic than that. And, and maybe that's a Pollyanna view that I have about the world. But, um, you know, I think that to be recognized as an African-American first and foremost is important to be recognized as somebody who's trying to do the right thing is, is, is as important as the first recognition. And if it means something to somebody that I am the only one in the country that's African-American or person of color, who's got access to distribute this type of product, then, you know, I'm, I'm happy to make them happy. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I will say I kind of share the same views um, now, especially with me trying to sell beer. Um, my pitch is it like, Hey, I'm the, the, <laughs> the second black girl in LA trying to sell beer doing contract. You know, that's not my pitch. It's like, Hey, I'm the lead brewer of this brewery. Um, I'm part owner, like, and then, you know, I think after that, they're like, Oh, cool, cool, cool. You know, like obviously they see me in person as a whole thing. Um, but I, I think we're on the same page and like, Hey, if, if that means something to you visually, if you see me and you're like, wow, that's fucking cool. Like this, you know, little black girl, she's going around town trying to sell beer. Like, that's cool. That's very rare unicorn then great. Um, but you know, Maybe I should. I, I obviously am like proud of that and, and think it's great. I just I'm not naturally prone to making that part of my like pitch, I guess, to stop saying pitch. But I've said pitch. Yeah, but I mean, you know, <laughs> if you were making if you're making shit beer, you know, then yeah. that would be that would put a negative spin on it. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think you always have to fall back on on what it is that you're, 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 you're making first. Exactly. And then, you know, not like, I mean, it's not like we're not going to hit headwinds, whether you're 
a white woman, a black woman, a, a, a black man or a brown man, you know, there are headwinds just inherent to people finally. I mean, I have a Polish last name. When people hear me on the phone, I don't sound African-American, whatever that is. But then when I show up and I extend my hand, I'm like, oh, wait, where's Martin? No, 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 you don't get it. It's me. <laughs> you got him. You got him, right? I, I went through that with interviews when I was younger. You know, I still deal with that today. So wow. uh, again, it, it's, it's what you're putting out first. Mm-hmm. And then if people want to celebrate the fact that not only are you putting out something real, that's really cool and special, but you happen to be special yourself because of your gender or your race, then, you know, do you, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I try not to keep people from getting where they want to go. And I, I certainly don't try to um, squash anybody's, you know, romantic belief about what it is they're experiencing. So. So, you know, going a little deeper into, you know, POC people in, okay, POCP, uh, POC means people of color. Um, you know, you actually brought it to our attention that you wanted to touch on this subject and we were extremely happy to do so. Um, you know, people of color in the craft industry, in the craft beer industry, craft, just ingredient industry, um, and you mentioned, uh, you know, you kind of have an opinion on, you're saying there's a, like a current threat of propagation from within and that definitely caught my attention. I was like, okay, what, you know, what's, uh, Martin, you know, wanting to touch on here. And so, um, I don't know, I guess you brought it up, like, like, let us know why Be careful and- what you wish for huh <laughs> <laughs> this is brewed up we like to talk about all he sorts of shit so he can say whatever he wants he's a sponsor he can do whatever but also you know on this podcast we want our guests to feel like they can yeah express uh, you know opinions and you know share their voice definitely, definitely. well you know I, I just i just have some very strong beliefs about not bastardizing the what the the um you know what's really special about what we were just talking about and i I do feel that um in this business and certainly in in these current times that we're in that and and maybe i'm 100 off on this but i know I, i i have learned of some things over the past couple of years where um you know our folks who some of our folks not all of our folks and really a small portion of our folks but it only takes one match to to light a forest fire right um you know some of some of the folks in our industry that are poc um in my estimation are, are spending a lot more time talking about the color of their skin than they are the product that they're putting out and, and, you know, some people will call that, um, some people will call that, um, uh, can't think of the word, but. Is it cultural know, appropriate? No. No, you know, some people will call that. The black just, card. You know, <laughs> yeah, using, using the race card in order to sell beer. Um, and, and that's offensive to me. 
you know, and it's offensive to okay. me and I'm not somebody who leads with race. And so I think, you know, what, whatever someone's intentions are or, or, or whatever the perception is of their intentions, um, I think that we need to be very careful with, um, with how we're representing ourselves and our culture and our abilities um, if, if in fact our support system um, is, is not also disclosed. And so, um, you know, the sources that I've had um, appear to be credible to me. And, um, and so that's why for me coming into the industry, it was, it was not thinking, you know, I'm a, I'm a black man and I'm the only black man distributing barley. So I'm just going to leverage that to the hilt. Um, I just, you know, I think that if you do, if you're doing the right thing um, and you're, and you're, you're fully tra transparent with your, with where you're getting, you know, your support from, um, then you have nothing to worry about. You have absolutely nothing to worry about. And I, and as you know, um, I am 100% behind supporting anybody in, in the minority sector um, in the, in this, in this um, market that we're in mm -hmm. of craft beer. Um, you know that I'm, I'm not a sponsor because I needed my name to get out. I, I, I gave you, I gave you my support, uh, my fi financial support for a year, and and I took the year off. So I wasn't out there trying to schlep a bunch of bags to a bunch of people and say, "Hey, I'm a I'm a supporter of Brewed Up." I I think I said this to you almost verbatim. I'm happy to support you 100% in any way that I can, and it doesn't matter whether I'm selling one bag of grain or a hundred bags of grain. This wasn't a profit move for me. So, you know, that's- We, that's we that. appreciate that, by the way, like a And lot. I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you. I think it's important what you're doing, you know? Irregardless of the other podcasts that are out there, every, you know, it, it takes a lot to put your voice out on the, on the airwaves um, and take the risks that you're taking. Um, and I 100% and I support anybody who does that. Um, all that being said, you know, I just want to make sure that um, that that we as a people of color and we as 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 um, genders who are who, who may be looked down upon by those who have proven themselves to be, um, you know, not worthy of our attention or of our dollars or of our um, our passions. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I really want to make sure that we don't fall into the same trap mm -hmm. and start, you know, it, it was, it, it was the African chiefs in Africa who, who, who helped to create the slave trade. Wow. And, and they sold out for gold. So that is that real for me. Yeah. If you say you are, then you need to be who you say you are. And look, if you if you needed support from somewhere else, then just put that out there. Yeah. And I and honestly, I, I've always learned this in business. And I've been in business all of my career. And I'm, you know, I'm 57 years old. And I've been in business since I was I was throwing papers at 13. 
if, if you're 100% genuine in business, the returns that come to you, not just monetarily, but just in the, the, the amount of awareness to who you are and what your brand represents, you have nothing to worry about moving more and more beer or whatever it, it, widget it is that you've created. But if you, if you don't do the right thing, ultimately that comes to an end. And it's not a very pretty end. And so I just want to make sure that people understand that, um, you know, support who you support because you believe in what they're doing, but ask the right questions so you know exactly where they're coming from. And then, then you can judge for yourself on whether or not it's, it's something that you want to get behind or stay behind. That's wise. And that's Stranger. how I feel. Yeah. So. That's that soapbox. Look, Martin throwing fucking. I feel like I just you're my dad right now. Thank you, Martin. The throwing word. facts on the pod right the now. The wisdom. <laughs> Lead with the quality. Yeah, that's and that's. that's well, just be money. and be genuine in in your be genuine in in in, in your being. Mm. You know, I mean, yeah. there are there are haters everywhere. There are players everywhere. There mm-hmm. are. People, know. you know, you know, people talk out of the sides of their necks every day. And, um, and, and, you know, not everybody understands how to identify that. Mm-hmm. And, and I think a lot of people are afraid to ask tough questions uh, of the people that they perceive to be um, who they want them to be. Mm. And, and again, I'll be the first one to say, hey, if I if I'm if I if I'm shooting an arrow at the wrong target, then I, I'm the first one to stand up and say my bad. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, people will people probably know me to be the quietest guy in the room, uh, and it's not because I'm sleeping. Those are the most dangerous. Yes, <laughs> eyes open, mouth shut. That's Ears. silent. That's silent but deadly. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um no but for real martin i mean we like we said we we appreciate people that want to come on here and they feel especially they like you feeling comfortable kind of like saying what's on your mind etc um we're totally happy to provide that platform obviously like you said you don't you don't need it but you know it's i think it's good for our listeners and and obviously just us me and Lori you know, personally to like hear these things every once in a while, you know, we're in like the, the, the industry now, I guess, if you will. And there's, there's so many different, I don't know. There's so many different perspectives and you have a ghost in your room. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's just my roommate. Um, (laughs) There's also ghosts, but, um, but there, you know, the craft beer industry has become a, a, such an interesting entity these days, and it's hard to keep up sometimes. It's hard to keep up with who's, you know, quote unquote, being real, providing a real product and whatever, you know. Sometimes- yeah, and everybody's chasing distro. And I think that, you know, um, I, I was in distribution for I don't know, almost a decade. Um, I worked for Miller Beer. Wow, really? Yeah, I worked for Miller Beer. Um, I was I was the first one who cre- I created the weekend merchandising program for Miller Beer 
in Southern California and when I didn't know what I was doing and they didn't care. They just said, you know what, go figure it out and let's see what kind of return we get on that on that time that you spend. And so, you know, it, I distribution is a is a funny is a funny muse. And you know, she she can rear her ugly head at any moment and you can be sitting on a lot of inventory. So I would just, you know, I, I would encourage anybody who wants to go for it to go for it, but just be very careful that, you know, that you you stack your um, you stack your chips in the right order so that you don't you don't find that you're sitting on um, a lot of aged beer. You know. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me. There's beer sitting in our cold box right now. They needing to be sold. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, to, you kind of brought it up earlier. To your point, I mean, you walk into you know a craft ale house or whether it be a bar pouring pints or it'd be a, 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 a liquor mart, you know, with cold boxes. Um, mm. It used to be all those doors and all those facings used to be soda pop and, and bottled water. And now they're craft beer or, you know, craft in quotations beer. So not all of those beers on the shelf are craft. Yeah. Um, and certainly the, you know, a, a large number of them aren't very good. Um, but they have a cool label and, you know, and, and, you know, maybe they're more economical uh, in some, in some cases. So, you know, I, look, I would, I, like I said before, I don't, I, maybe I said this before we started the show. I don't, I don't try to stand in anybody's way. I, if anything, I try to get behind them and push um, with whatever skill set that I have to help people benefit. I'm all for it. You know, I, I remember, meeting um edgar the beer thug life when he first got started and oh, yeah. I, I just told him and I, I i literally told him hey just remember don't forget who you are don't forget who you are because people yeah. want to grab onto you and your and your persona and they're going to want to make it their own and that's just you know you can't allow that to happen i think he's done a really good job of of staying real to who he is you know. definitely yeah yeah no edgar is still is still beer thug life still like, doing the same yes btl right. from day mm-hmm. one he's not trying to be anything different than what he is so no. shout out to him 100 and that's kind of what that's kind of where i come from you know um again i'm i'm not the the most in spite of you know what i've put out and spit out here on your podcast i'm not the most vociferous person in the world um i do more listening than i do talking um, but you know, I just, you know, I, I want to, I want to help those such as yourselves and, and the Edgars of the world and others who are, you know, who are, who are going to keep it real and, and just keep pushing and doing, you know, chasing their dream as best I can. And whether it be giving them the best malt in the world that I, I consider to be the best malt in the world, or it be, you know, um, introducing them to people who can help them get their, their name out, then, you know, whatever. You know, I don't have any axes to grind, honestly, in spite of what you heard me say earlier. I really don't have any axes to grind. I just, you know, I just try to keep things real. Martin, we really appreciate you coming on and giving us all these sage little nuggets um, of advice and perspective. Also, not only your race, but just, and that's what I mean, but the perspective of a malt guy. We haven't had that yet. And it's really cool 
when you think about craft beer, oh, I'm thinking about a fucking bearded guy. <laughs> you know, no, I need to think about. He doesn't have a beard, everyone. He no, doesn't have a beard. He's beardless. He don't it's even beard. have hair on his head. He doesn't have hair. But <laughs> just he eyebrows. It's a good malt. And that's what you actually need for the beer. So it's cool when you start to think about kind of like the web of the industry and it's, and it reaches. And I love when we discuss seed in the soil. I think we have a lot of good ASMR smooth talking sound bites <laughs> to pull from here. You talking about malt and beer. So thank you so much for bringing this amazing product to the States and for providing us malt and our support. And this has been a, a pure delight. Thank you for coming on the pod. Appreciate it. Oh, it's, it's, it's really my pleasure, girls. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity. And and Martin, obviously, we want to let our listeners, because we've got a lot of, like Lori said, we've got a lot of home brewers, mm-hmm. but we also have a lot of craft uh, brewery, you know, brewers that listen, and we want them to know where, how to get your, how to get the malt from you. Yeah. So, I mean, we, got, we have it on our show notes, but like, we want to get it from you personally. All right, so they can reach me directly uh, at 909-754-1966. That's my direct cell phone. Um, They can text or call me, um, or they can email me at premiermaltgrp at gmail.com. Premier, P-R-E-M-I-E-R, malt, M-A-L-T-G-R-P at gmail.com. So y'all got the the personal digits. Ah, the text connectivity. Careful, call, careful. Call me, beat me if you want to reach me. <laughs> ah. Wow. He got a wife, so be careful. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, she's she's poor equal, so be careful. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, Martin, like uh, Lori said, thank you so much for coming on. Premier thank Malt you. Group, check them out. Amazing malts. They have mm. a plethora of amazing uh stuff and uh yeah check them out so martin thank you for coming on and uh we'll hope you'll see you soon and thank you so much again for being one of our amazing sponsors it's my pleasure (laughs) all right everyone see you next week bye-bye peace Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Brewed Up Podcast and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Want more Brewed Up? Check out our Patreon page. For a few bucks a month, patrons have access to video recordings of our episodes, exclusive recipes, and all sorts of bonus content. Brewed Up is pleased to have the support of the American Homebrewers Association. Consider joining and get access to hundreds of solid homebrew recipes, techniques, community, and of course, random pictures of us brewing. The Brewed Up music is produced by LA legend producer Elusive. Yeah.